Welcome back to the Chirpin' Yodis, your favorite fan-made Coyotes podcast. I'm Tyler. Join me as always, Steadhead Granny, May May Man Chase, and still the intro-less Haynes. Boys, how are we doing? Doing well. Pretty good, doing pretty good. Been a relatively slow week. Um, had some fun watching the Rookie Prospect Tournament. That was That was fun. Had a few standouts from there that I'm excited to talk about later. Other than that, that's really about it. Yeah, man, going good over here too. Um, just you know, hanging out, um, doing the same old, same old, and uh, you know, every every day that passes by is uh, another day closer to training camp and getting the season rocking and rolling. So, obviously, excited for that to come. And uh, hopefully, my Discord doesn't crap out tonight. But uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, how are you doing, Tyler? Pretty good. Uh, busy week at work so far. Parents are visiting in town, so just real busy, but having a good time. Uh, ready to get our favorite day of the week going. I uh, just want to do a quick shout-out to those who have rated. We've only gotten a couple ratings, but please, uh, if you have time, give us a rate. I uh, really do appreciate Help us grow the pod and get our great voices out there. Uh, so we're doing something a little bit different. We're having what I'm tentatively calling the NHL Flash Update, just some kind of brief around the NHL news that we thought would be interesting and noteworthy. Uh, starting off, uh, Galchenyuk has seemed to have gotten a little thing with the Coyotes again. Uh, I just want to get your brief thoughts on this, boys, before we get into the next topic. Uh, what do you boys think? Yeah, he signed a PTO with us to play with us in camp and preseason. And I think he has a legit shot on his team. We've talked about how we have a pretty clear opening in the top six. We need some players that are offensively gifted and exciting to watch because this team needs all the help with that it will get this year. No matter how bad we are, we we need that. Um, you, we need reasons to watch these games. But uh, the big thing for me is I kind of hope he makes the team because I'm of the personal opinion I don't want to see any of our young guys on this team to start the year out. So him being there would all but guarantee that they all get a start in the AHL, play for a team that should be pretty good, get some chemistry with each other, and uh, compete for a playoff spot down there. So that's my biggest takeaway from it. What about you guys? Yeah. Along the same lines as you, Grandy. Um, obviously, I, I liked Galchenyuk when he was here. Um, you know, never panned out to be what we all had hoped and, and wanted um, it it to uh, become. But uh, you know, he, he does have some offensive upside and some skill there, and seems like a genuine nice dude. Um, and um, and then, like you said, you know, um, give give our younger guys a little bit of time to kind of marinate down the AHL. Um, and um, all that good stuff, and you know, like you said, compete for playoffs down there because that's going to be the only playoffs we're sniffing for a while, I would assume. So, um, you know, kind of hope to you know watch that grow and all that good stuff. And I think if we see some positive trends and stuff down there, it'll only ramp up my excitement for when you know we get to bring all these guys up and you know they get their shot. So, I am hundred percent with you, buddy. How about you, boys? I'm excited. I like Galchenyuk. I'm glad he's getting a second chance. I liked him on the team. It's kind of cool. He essentially got... He's part of the what, Kessel deal, so he kind of got Phil Kessel for 
pretty much free. Hope he gets a good chance. Maybe, you know, with all his journeymanship, he can, uh, like I said, fill that top six slot we have. Haynes, got anything for us? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm excited to see uh, Galley back up in the uh, in the Valley, Galley in the Valley uh, for round two. I think he, uh, you know, he showed Case some, some bright spots while he was in Arizona his first time. You know, he had some spots that weren't so great. You know, he had some stretches in which he wasn't really prominent or relevant on the ice. So, you know, hopefully he can turn around. He's, you know, been a journeyman for the last couple of, couple of years in the league. And, you know, he just had a really good uh, season with Toronto, especially in that playoff push in their first round and their uh, seven-game series in Montreal. So, you know, I'm excited to bring him back. And, you know, I think he's uh, – I think he has a very good shot making this roster this year. I think with uh, a team that's lost so many guys, I definitely think he could slot into a top-six role depending on who else, you know, from the prospects that we have, you know, in preseason, who gets call-up, who gets an opening night roster spot. So I, I definitely could see him in there. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody watches or used to watch the old uh, Biz House tours on the Coyotes YouTube that they did, like, two three years ago when Galley was on the team. But uh, Alex Galchenyuk might possibly have the coolest goal horn ever when he played – or not goal horn, doorbell when he played with the Coyotes. His, uh, his doorbell was literally the Coyote Howl that they play in the goal horn when they score. It was literally the Coyote howling was his doorbell. And Paul Bizanet was just over the moon about excited. It was super cool. So hopefully, you know, he gets the spy, comes out to Arizona, he gets that sick doorbell modification back because that was cool. So, but over, nevertheless, I'm excited to see him back. I think he has a lot of upside. I think he has a lot of shot making this team. And I really hope for his case he makes it because I really don't know how many more stops he's going to make in his career if he can't seem to get productive play going for him. I do remember that. And the one thing I do remember about Kalchenyuk is he, he really embraced the Valley, man. I mean, he really embraced this team in this area. So having him back and having him sign here on a PTO, I think is shows just how much he liked it here. Um, I really hope he sticks and then I really hope he can build off of this to get a long-term contract, whether it's here or somewhere else. So I hope, wish the best for him. I see him at one of the Suns games, rocking the Valley shirts, Galley in the Valley. That should be a Chirpin' Yodi's merch shirt, maybe. I'll talk to our marketing department. I, I, I get licensing for that. I, I was the first one to say that. So Well, you do owe the pod money for your ad space, so we'll I've cut taken... out of that. Uh, well, anybody that's listening to the podcast, we've already coined that. Galley in the Valley is a trademark of the Chirping Yotes podcast. And yeah, uh, so no one go and use that on any merchandise. We've already merchandised that and trademarked that. Dang, talk to our marketing department already? Man, you're quick. Don't worry. I'm, I'm fast. Don't worry. Man, you I got, got that email. Dial. I got my email, email dial right now. <laughs> Jeez, boy, I get the email. Anyways, <laughs> so we have another piece. Grandy, you specifically requested this be in. I'm going to just hand you the floor and we'll kind of bounce off of you, sir. The floor is yours. Yeah, so I might drone on a bit here, boys, and if you need me to stop, just let me know. Uh, but this is a cause that is very near and dear to my heart. Mental health in this country and really everywhere in the world doesn't get the respect it should and doesn't get the help it should. So when we have a player come out and talk about it. I think it's huge because it helps destigmatize it and it 
helps people I realize that hey look this guy that plays on the NHL has this maybe it's not maybe it's not a bad thing that I suffer from this too um for the record I suffer from depression and I suffer from moderately severe anxiety uh Jonathan Druin was interviewed this week and talked about how he had a lengthy absence from the team and he's dealt with this for years and just didn't know what it was and that's something that I remember too for years I didn't know what I dealt with I didn't know how to describe these feelings I had um but he talked about how it was affecting his ability to play hockey and it was affecting his ability to lead a normal life. And it's really a remarkably powerful interview. I recommend anybody who wants to, to go listen to it. And then also there is an article on the hockey news by Tony Ferrari. That is absolutely remarkable where Tony talks about some of his issues as well and talks about Druins and it's really a great article and I think everybody should definitely give that one a read. And it's just one of those things we have to remember as we're sitting here getting on these players, they are human too. They play at what at the end of the day. Hockey's a game. They have lives to get back to. We have lives outside of hockey. Just, it's not worth hating an NHL player. And it's not worth abusing an NHL player. Just think about that the next time a player takes a break because he mentally needs it, like Gelch, or not Galchenyuk, uh, like uh, Druin just did just remember that they suffer from the same stuff me and you do Many guys, um, but um it, i'm going away from hockey for a bit and you know this is another thing that is really prevalent out there and, and it's another thing where people i don't really think about athletes outside of the sport um raheem mostart running back for the 49ers i don't know if y'all have seen this recently but he's been dealing with injuries he dealt with them last year he's been dealing with this year and his wife recently has put out on in social media for people to stop threatening their family and their husband. People people on Twitter and other social media are direct commenting to him, DMing his wife and him and saying that Raheem needs to kill himself because he's not playing and producing fancy points. And, and all, I mean, the, it, the mess, I've looked in some of these messages and they're, and they're terrible. And I just, I, I get fancy. Everybody, you know, some people do these big buy-ins, a lot of money, and, you know, you're trying to win. But at the end of the day, these guys, are human they can't help that they get injured you you can't control what happens when you're there on the on the field can't control what happens when you're on the pitch when you're on the ice when you're on the court when you're on the diamond you you can't control any of that what's happening out there and for people to who think they're so big and brave behind their keyboard to be saying these kind of things it's just it 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 moves me and makes me so emotional because i just don't know how you could go and say that to him whether you're joking or not, but then to also be commenting his wife to the point where his wife's going on social media and saying, please stop threatening my husband that he needs to kill himself because he can't stay healthy and he's not giving fancy points. It's a game. At the end of the day, it's literally a game. It's fancy football. These people have lives. Remember that. I know some of y'all don't care about that. 
but they're not just your play toys. These guys play the sports, yes, and they love performing for y'all, but these people are human outside of these sports. Remember that, fans that are watching these. These people are human. They deal with things like this. They're not superhuman. They're just like you and me. It's, uh, yeah, and actually, uh, he's my one of my fantasy uh, players, so I had to drop him, but I, I did see that, too. It's it's unfortunate we kind of dehumanize them in a way. But at the same time, uh, I think that people don't look at mental health the same way. You know, you, you sprain an ankle, you, you know, people are like, okay, yeah, yeah. Resting it. That's a good idea. Sometimes you just, you got to rest the head, you know, it's still an organ. It can still get sick. It can still get injured. It can still, uh, you know, you just out of whack. I mean, uh, what no. was that athlete? Her name, Simone Biles. Oh, was that? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, and- I understand perfectly. I'm for those that don't know, I'm the eldest of 10 kids. I have a large family. Um, self-care almost feels selfish in a way because there's so much that needs to be spread around growing up. But at the end of the day, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people your mental health and your physical health needs to be prioritized as much as you're helping other people, as much as you're doing stuff like that. If you need to take a break for for your mental health, for your mental stability, do it. It just, we need to destigmatize mental health in this country. We need to destigmatize it in this day and age. And that's why I personally love when these athletes like Jonathan Druin or Dak Prescott or Kevin Love come out and talk about the effect that their mental health has had on them in the game because it does destigmatize it. But anyways, uh, finish your thoughts and then come back to me. Sure. Uh, so just I was going to finish up uh, because piggyback what you said. When I was uh, first looking in going in the Army the first time, I uh, was seriously considering uh, the medic, combat medic. And my dad was like, hey, I know a friend. You should talk to him. And he said one piece of advice that I did stick with me, uh, where he said, through all this that you do and all that you give, you have to take your knee. Because eventually, when you don't take your knee, you don't repair yourself, you're no good to the guys out there. And that just, it really stuck with me. I know I didn't go that path. I went a different route in the Army, I, uh, or tried to. It stuck with me. Something like that. You got to take your knee. I'll still say that now. Never. I feel overwhelmed or someone I know say, hey, you got to take your knee. It's okay to take your knee, patch yourself up, and you're going to need it, you know, to keep going. Uh, just something that stuck with me. Uh, so go ahead and uh, wrap up your thoughts, Grandy. And uh, yeah. But yeah, if uh, if any of you listening to this struggle with anything, um, talk to me on Twitter. It's at Grandy, G-R-A-N-D-Y, 099. I'm, they're all open. You don't even have to be a follower of mine, or I don't even have to follow you to t- DM me. Just DM me. I'm always there, and I'm pretty fast at responding. I can be an open ear or just someone to talk to in times of struggle because that helps. It it really does. And then if you are really in need of help, just remember the suicide hotline in the United States of America is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. Sorry for droning on like this. Sorry for all that. But like I said, this is this is a cause that means a lot to me personally. This is one of my driving causes in my life. And I am someone who has attempted to take his own life in the past. So 
it is something where seeing something like this means a lot to me and I really want to spread the word and I want to be part of the driving force to destigmatize it. So, so you all go ahead and add me on that list too. I, I, if, if anybody needs to reach out to me as well, you can find me at Haynes P Evans on Twitter, please. Just like granny, please reach out to me. We are, we are here for everybody. I'm here for everybody. I, my girlfriend, I don't know if she wants me. I'm not talking about all of her stuff, but my girlfriend deals a lot of anxiety and I constantly always am not, I'm always, I feel bad because I don't deal with what she has to go through. And so I can't always help her to the best I want to help her to, but I know the struggles she goes through and I know everybody out there goes through different struggles in their life. So please, anybody that needs to reach out to anybody, literally anybody on this podcast, I know that both Tyler and Chase would both say the same, reach out to us. If anybody is dealing with something reach out to any of our to our Twitters. We are more than happy to take time to talk to you all about anything. And like Granny said, it's worse than that. Contact the Suicide Prevention Hotline. People are out there for you. Don't feel like you're alone and dealing with this by yourself. People are out here for you. Exactly. Well put, man. Um, and obviously, I, I, I haven't had any crazy experiences or you know anything like that, but uh, I, I do suffer from pretty pretty bad anxiety um at times and um so i you know i know how that feels and all that good stuff but uh just kind of piggyback off a few points real quick that grandy made um i i 100 agree i i love hearing you know these these people that get idolized um you know that play these games for um a living and all that stuff actually coming out and talking about this because um, you know, it's obviously a driving force to try to get it normalized. And I think we just need to keep continuing to have this conversation because what I tend to see happen is somebody will come out and talk about these struggles. Everyone will kind of come together and rally behind it. You'll have, you know, the group of haters or, and whatnot still talking that talk and all, all, all the crap and stuff like that. But everybody kind of comes close for a little while and then i feel like it just kind of fades off into the distance again and then it gets completely forgotten again um so i i you know obviously like to see this be a topic uh that comes up more frequently than it does now obviously um you know it's kind of reliant upon you know these these people these bigger people than um us you know kind of driving the force behind it but uh, anytime I see something like this, I am all over it and trying to spread it as fast as I can because I could not agree more with it. Um, you you have to be able to, uh, you know, be good sound or uh, be uh, nice and grounded and everything like that in order to succeed in life. And um, I know that, you know, like these insomnia and anxiety and all these um, other mental problems just get in the way of everything. And it makes the simplest task seem so overwhelming that it's almost, you know, like it, it, it's a struggle and everybody struggles with it a little bit differently. You know, I, I, I might, you know, be able to get over it in a couple of days. Somebody might not never get over it, you know? So there, there are resources out there. And like the boy said earlier, I'm always, I've got my DMS open always. If you need somebody to chat with, uh, I'd be more than happy just at chase Tomlinson on Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would never turn anybody away. Um, and all that good stuff. So definitely hit us up. And then if, if it is getting to be, you know, we're, 
you have to try to remain anonymous and stuff like that. And if you don't want to talk to, you know, one of us or another resource out there, please, 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 before it goes too far, give that hotline a call and it'll be the best thing that you, that you can do for yourself. But uh, very near and dear to me as well. So sorry for the ramble, guys. I know we've got lots of other topics to hit, but just wanted to make sure that I kind of threw my two cents in there because it, it is very important to me as well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, no problem. I um, and yeah, I can say my DMs are open as well. Uh, all of us here at Chirpignonis, as we've said, are a uh, what I'll say a safe space. You use anything from us, whether it's hockey talk. Uh, maybe an ear to listen to, shoulder to cry on, whatever you need. Gaming buddies, even. We're pretty good at split kit, I'd say. Uh, so whatever you guys need, we're here for you. Uh, to wrap it up, I definitely... Uh, it, it was a great chat, this this uh, part of the pod. It, um, good job, boys. Um, I'm happy for our podcast to be... Uh, the reason why we did this was because we did get to put our real feelings out there, and stuff like this just makes me happy. That we're able to do that and connect with our uh, audience and friends. So... Trying to get back to the hockey. Haynes, we had a signing today that you liked, and you wanted to give it a little bit of a couple thoughts on that. Uh, care to take the uh, the floor? Yeah. Um, so, in addition to covering the Coyotes, I also cover the St. Louis Blues for fan sided Bleed and Blue. I am also a Blues fan, and one of the biggest names that me and Grandy had mentioned before the show that has been going around recently on Twitter was the possibility that the Coyotes maybe could have entertained the idea of, you know, pitching an offer sheet to forward Robert Thomas. And, you know, it was not, I would say, not the biggest thing that was mentioned. I had seen a couple of tweets about prior to it. I saw a couple of Twitter accounts mention that the Coyotes really should have made a push for it. And, you know, Grandy made a really good, strong point about how it probably wasn't going to work because it didn't fit Joe Armstrong's mold of what he wanted to go. And not only that, but if we're going in the direction of a tank, it wouldn't have made sense to bring a guy in of this caliber to a team that is planning to, you know, be very bad for the next couple of years. So I don't think it really changed anything that he didn't end up getting off sheet by Arizona, but he did sign a contract today uh, just a couple minutes ago. Actually, he signed two years, two point. Eight million, I think you said, Grandy, uh, with St. Louis. Uh, really, really affordable contract. A very good contract to sign him on to. And, you know, he's a big part of St. Louis's team. You know, I kind of hit beforehand that, you know, St. Louis has a very good mix of veteran presence, but they're getting towards bringing in the youth. So I think knowing that and knowing that there could be a potential rebuild down the line once those guys are gone, I think that bringing and keeping a guy like Robert Thomas around with like guys like Jordan Cairo, Pavel Buchnevich just got brought in. I think it was a very good part in the blues. I think general Doug Armstrong made a very smart move, very affordable signing, a very good signing to keep a guy like uh, Robert Thomas around. So, you know, yeah, it, I know some guys fans, you know, it may suck that we didn't offer to him, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it would have ever ended up happening, but you know, Nevertheless, I'm excited for as a Blues fan. I'm happy to see Robert Thomas back for two more years. He's a good guy who's hopefully going to build on his game even more. He's he's an insanely skilled player. So um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what he does. And, you know, I think it's a great contract. And I think it's going to pay huge dividends off in the end. Boys, uh, anything to add, Grandy? Chase? 
Is that the NHL little update we got? Yeah, just something that affects us here in the Central Division. Uh, so Minnesota did officially re-sign Kirill Kaprasov to a 5 by 9 million deal. So, yeah, that's going to be fun for us. Um, another five years of watching, I mean, some highlight real goals. He will make Minnesota games entertaining to yep. watch. And he will absolutely throttle us over the next couple of years. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's good and bad. But at the same time, you always like to see another small market team be successful. So good, good for on them. for keeping the superstar. All that I, pop- I didn't think they were going to pop- sign him for five years. So that's, that's, that's a hell of a, that's good. Bought three years of UFA. Yep. I didn't think they were either. So all that posturing that him, he was doing with the, you know, like the Russian teams and stuff like that seemed to seem to get him where he wanted to have that stability and stuff like that. So good for him, man. But uh, like you said, it's uh, he, he's going to be rough to see multiple times for the next what five years. I think he said. Yep. Yeah. Five, yep. Five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. But he is entertaining to watch, even though he may be against us. So I'm looking forward to that at least a little bit. But okay. Looks like we're on to the rookie tournament just happened this week. And I mean, I, I watched some of the replays, but unfortunately work was just at those times they were playing. So I just, you know, Gunther looked really good, to say the least. He looks like uh, we, we got a steal of a deal. So thank you, Vancouver. Uh, but boys, I just want to get your quick thoughts on that before we uh, kind of carry on. So I watched games one and two. I was not able to watch game three. Uh, but game one, I thought everybody we wanted to looked great. Uh, J.J. Moser was commanding on the back end. Liam Kirk looked like a two-way force. Ben McCartney, you can't say enough good things about what he did this tournament. He was unreal, just everywhere out there. A guy who never gave less than 100% at any one point on the ice. Gunther was incredible game one. Just some absolutely great shots. Mannix Landry helped shut down two incredible centers during those two games. Um... Yeah, just the like I said, the first game everybody we wanted to did well. The second game wasn't as smooth. Gunther still had a nice goal. And one thing I noticed about Gunther is whenever he shot the puck, it wasn't a shot where it was like an easy save for the goalie. It wasn't a point blank center of the chest shot. It was a tricky shot where the goalie had to make a move to stop it. That's a skill I don't think I've seen on the Coyotes since. I don't know the last time I saw a Coyote player that could do that that consistently. Um, his NHL shot is, or his shot is definitely NHL ready. Rest of his game did kind of lag behind, and from what I read, Game Three he was pretty invisible. Um, so. He definitely needs some time in the minors, but that's not to be expected. Him having a bad rookie tournament game isn't 
anything. It doesn't mean anything. He could have scored eight goals, and that really wouldn't have meant anything. These are rookie tournaments, after all. Um, but the really only guy that I think elevated, I don't know how much you can say elevated his game, more like confirmed what I already thought of him was Ben McCartney. I talked about how hard it was to leave him off my top 10 prospect list. And after that game, Liam Kirk is still going to be a hell of a prospect. And I still think has a strong NHL chance. But I don't think there's any way after that game you can leave Ben McCartney off the top 10. But that's really, or the games, not game, all three. That's really all I have to say about it, though. So what about you boys? I got a little quick something. Oh, yeah, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead, Jason. Okay, I'll go ahead. Um, I just think it's a good idea, Angel's part, to have just a rookie-focused tournament. I know we have like preseason in the NFL and all that stuff, but I, I don't know. It's a really cool idea I'm jazzed about. Really, whoever thought of that is really big kudos, honestly. Oh, yeah, these, uh, have been around, these have been around for a while. It's just we really haven't had a reason to pay attention to it for the most part because our prospect pool has been kind of rough last, lately. Now the prospect pool party is full. Well, I guess almost will be after this draft with all these draft picks that we have. So, Chase, what you got? Yeah, no, I just, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch much of it either. Um, But obviously went back and watched some highlights and stuff like that. And I, Grandy's points about, uh, you know, Genther's shot is spot on, man. Like the dude is just flat out sniping and i could not be more happy to see us have a sniper you know up up in our ranks that's you know going to be ready to come to an nhl level um you know in the next couple years i'd probably say um after he gets some more development like grandy said but um just just seeing the the water bottle um pop up off the net so it was just such a beautifully perfectly placed shot that's the one that stands out in my brain that, uh, you know, I went back and looked at and um, it, it literally sent chills down my spine because we, we just don't get that type of shot or that player that, you know, has that type of shot around here often, if at all. So couldn't be more excited for that. Um, and then, um, you know, so ready, ready to, you know, kind of watch his, all of our prospects really watch, watch them kind of grow and all that good stuff. But I uh, just wanted to comment on that because that goal was freaking sick, man. Ains, you got anything for us? Uh, I don't have much, too much to add from there. Um, honestly, Dylan Gunther looked amazing. We've known this for now. We've known this forever for now. I mean, we've, we've seen it. We've heard the scouting reports. He's got an NHL ready shot. He was considered by many experts to be the absolute steal of the first round. A lot of people said it was a crime that he fell away to ninth with the playmaking that he has. So I don't really want to add too much from there. I mean, you can watch any highlights from the Coyotes that they post on their Twitter. The guy's got hands. The guy can shoot a lethal shot. Um, Ben McCartney, he looked insanely good. Um, Someone that stuck out for me kind of, and I think it's just more because I'm thinking of AHL and what what it's going to like in the AHL situation. It was goaltending was for me was I'm trying to think of who's going to be that backup this year in the AHL. I mean, you got to think Aiden Hill's gone. At one point, he was your AHL guy with Ivan Prozatov. And 
we're thinking Joseph uh, Kojinash and Car Hutton most likely are your two starting goalies in the NHL this year, unless Prozatov starts a Car Hutton or vice versa, whatever happens here. Um, but you know, they got me thinking to you know who falls into our backup position in the AHL, and you know, a name that stood up for me, you know, he's kind of been down playing in the OHL for the last couple of years, so. Yeah, OHL. So I'm, I'm excited to see if, you know, he makes a jump this year and all that, or my bad, he played in the WHL for the Vancouver Giants, is Dave Tindek. Um, he's one of the names that I've looked at on the list that, you know, I've been looking at a lot of goalies recently with the Coyotes just because I'm trying to think of realistically what the goalie situation is going to look like going forward with us losing your big three guys. I mean, how do you recover from that? And I think Tindek probably is going to be one of those guys this year who's probably going to get a shot in the HL this year. I would think he would probably get started in the HL probably with either Kojinosh or Prozatov. But uh, other than that, I mean, you guys kind of really hit everything. I mean, honestly, Gunther was your big bright point. I mean, he's ready. Do we see him play the whole year this year in the HL? Most likely not. Do we see him maybe play nine games in the HL this year? Yeah, he might play nine games this year in the NHL. I mean, will it be exciting if he plays at least two games, one game? Yeah, I would tune in to watch that. I mean, he's got an NHL-ready level shot. He's an NHL-ready level player. I mean, he probably is going to go back to juniors, you know, get a year of more conditioning down the, you know, in the OHL, but, or WHL, my bad again. But um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. Uh, ben McCartney looked really good. Uh, uh, awesome. I'm excited about the goaltending and, you know, who's going to fill in that last spot in the HL this year. But, you know, I was overly impressed with everybody. No one really looked to me like they were bad. Everybody, I mean, also, we you know, we lost those two heartbreakers in those last two games, but everybody looked very good. They looked very well. They moved the puck really well. They're shooting real well. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to see who on this list is going back to juniors. I'm excited to see who maybe gets a shot in the HL start this year. Liam Kirk's probably going to be one of those guys. But uh no, I was I was really excited with it. But uh y'all kinda hit everything on there that uh need to really be mentioned. And it's uh great you mentioned the word exciting because we did get well, I should say the worst kept secret in all of hockey, honestly, we all know where we're going with this. It's the White Kachina has been officially re-debuted as our away jersey. Um, outside of a few little things about it, I think probably my favorite part is how much the Coyotes this year are leaning in on Chikrin being the face. I mean, they, I, I think what they the whole media day, he had how many posts about him? I mean, he, he even debuted the jersey itself. Uh, so this might be a quick segment, boys, but uh, just what do you guys think of the White Kachina? Uh, again, the worst kept secret in all of hockey for the last, what, year? Half year? I mean, yeah, how many times have we mentioned the White Kachinas on this podcast alone? It We've known this was coming for a while. Um, we even said that, or I, I know I said that I thought that that's what that January or the September 20th tweet was about. Um, and it turned out to be, yeah, that was what it was about. But, I mean, yeah, they're the white kachinas. They're <laughs> slick, clean, they're nice. And it is awesome seeing Chikrin as the face of them. And it is awesome seeing that the only other name that got mentioned during it was Keller. Yep. So, Chikrin Flash is too. A- and while I wouldn't call him face B because it's Chikrin, 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 Keller. Yeah, pretty much. It is nice to see him getting a lot of that same love, too. Absolutely. So, 
That's what I'm uh, buying too, by the way. It's Keller for the record. That's why, unless I don't know. Yeah, definitely getting a Keller jersey for the the white Kachina. Adidas system. I'm going not, Yeah, I haven't made up my mind. The only reason why I'm not getting a chick is because he's not had the C. When he gets a C patch, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm just waiting for that moment. But uh, sorry, Chase, I mean to cut you off there. Oh no, you're good. I can put a C patch on it at the team shop. That's true. <laughs> that, that's a good point. I guess like, well, if they still have them, I'm, I'm imagining we may get some kind of New Jersey when the if excuse me if I don't want to jinx it, the Tempe thing goes down. I'm sure we might get something new of some sort. Maybe I don't know. So hoping that was the case, so I can get that New Jersey with the C patch. That's that's the hope. Yeah, but uh, I mean, as far as the Kachina jerseys, uh, I think all of our glowing opinions and reviews of them have been uh, stated over and over again. But I'll, I'll hammer it away again. I I just love this man. Um, when I think of Coyotes, I think all the way back to you know their first years here and going to the games at uh, America West Arena is what it was called at the time, and not being set up for hockey and having to pick and choose carefully where you sit so that you don't get an obstructed view, but. Yeah, that place was rocking, and that's what this white reminds me of back then. You wore your whites at home, and, you know, obviously we all know when we're in the playoffs, we have the white based upon, you know, that tradition that came down with the team when we got it and stuff like that. So it just kind of sparks all those uh, memories of, you know, when I was under 10 years old going to my first games and witnessing NHL hockey for the time and just being totally enamored with it. So almost just brings me back to, you know, like a, a kid's state of mind and just makes me happy. And uh, I, I love to see it. So I know we're still going to have the, uh, the Reds, I believe, as an alternate for nine games or something this year. But, uh, you know, for the most, they are going full in on the Kachina and I'm here for it for sure. Haynes, you guys uh, want to chip in real quick? Anything else? I, the only really thing I wanted to chip in was kind of an article I saw the other day about it and just, and it kind of really just hit on the, why this was the right time for the Coyotes to rebrand, but to rebrand to a look that fans have been calling for, and not only fans, but other NHL fans have been calling for for years. I mean, you're going in a new direction. You're rebranding this team. You just proposed, you know, a new arena, which I know we'll talk about later in this podcast, but you know. You just propose this new arena plan. You're in the middle of a rebrand. You're your first true rebrand and rebuild. You know, you're you're really trying to change the sense of direction for this team, you know, change the fate of this team, really get them to a winning now mode game to we're gonna do this real re- rebuild for the first time and you know, we're gonna be set for the future and we're not gonna have to worry about rebuilding every like two, three years. And you know, bring back Kachina now was such a important part in that first step of the rebuild for many reasons. And the article kind of talks about just about how a logo like that, especially the Kachina, is going to resonate so well with the younger generation of hockey fans coming to Arizona. That's a look that you're going to see coming into, you know, maybe it's your first game you're ever going to watch here as a Coyotes fan. Maybe this will be like the second year you've been a fan of the Coyotes. I mean, this is going to be a logo that in a jersey that's going to stick to you, whether you're a new fan or even for the fans that have been around since this team relocated from Winnipeg in 96. I mean, it's such a unique logo. It's so different. The jerseys are so different. They're so clean. The design screams Arizona. I mean, 
it's a logo that's going to resonate so well with the new young generation of hockey fans and with the old generation that really, really, really love that logo. And, you know, I know there's people out there that generally don't like the Kachina logo that thought, you know, it's too cartoonish. The Howling Coyote head is more NHL type of logo. And, you know, I get that. And, you know, it's going to be around for eight more games this year and you're going to get to see it. But this was the perfect thing to do, especially when you're going in a new direction. You're trying to build a new brand around this team. And what better way to do it than doing a logo that you had so much iconic success over. Those early Coyotes teams in the first couple of years, we all we talked about this before, were really good teams. I mean, Kachuk, Newman, and Shane Doan, Roenick. I mean, Sean Burke, the Bull and Wall. I mean, it was such an iconic team, such a good team. And they looked so good doing it. And so many guys hated that jersey back then, but so many guys who played for it loved wearing it. And to bring it back now with this new generation of Coyotes, new team, new motto, you know, new mindset, it's such a great move, a great marketing strategy right now from the team. And, you know, it's going to be something that people who are just getting to hockey now are going to see and be like, that's the Coyotes right there. That screams Arizona. That resonates with my state. That resonates with my city. You know, that resonates with the Coyotes. It's perfect for them. It's an identity of their own. And, you know, it's going to be a logo that's – people are so proud to be able to call their own. You know, it's not an original six logo. It's not the iconic, you know, Canadians, Rangers, Bruins, Red Wings, you know, the same logo, Meyer tweaks, same jerseys, Meyer tweaks over their whole history. It's something that resonates so well at Arizona. It's so different. And I think it's just, it's such a smart move from marketing strategy to bring that logo back and to implement now, knowing that you're going in a new direction, trying to resonate with the new generation of hockey fans coming outside. Applaud the Coyotes big time. As a fan, as we're all fans here, I love it. Honestly, I was drooling over it. It's a great jersey to see it in Adidas. Absolutely beautiful. Can't wait for NHL 22 to come out and to have those jerseys on there. I'm, we'll be playing that probably 12 hours a day, minus the days I work. It's it's just a great look, and it's a great time to bring it back now. And it's just it's a great marketing strategy, and it's just a beginning – great beginning to a rebuild for this team. So I'm just, I'm excited to see it back going forward. And hopefully four or five years from now, once this team's in a competitive state and they finish that rebuild, maybe we'll get to see them host that Stanley cup. We've been waiting for it. And man, would it not be sweeter to see them host that hoist that cup over their head wearing those Kachinas. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm excited to see those jerseys and I, I am, I will be the first ones like you guys buying that Jersey when they go on sale. I love that you mentioned that it, it is an original six logo, that the Allen Coyote is more NHL. I think there's nothing more definitive of this team, and I may have mentioned this before, but than the Kachina. It's different. It's uniquely Southwestern, uniquely Arizona. It's uh, We, we kind of do our own thing in the NHL. We always kind of have, for better or worse. Uh, the Coyotes have just been this kind of, I don't want to say oblong, but different. Than the other teams and i appreciate that we're going back to that we're rebuilding and rebranding to it again and it's great it's uniquely us i love it seeing that's what's really awesome was when a jersey and a logo is uniquely yours like i love the wild logo because it's uniquely minnesotan it's just when a logo is just uniquely to your location it's special it just yeah it's just special it strikes you more it's you love it at the golden knights i mean it's, it's just like a helmet with the v-shape 
I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. I I get what they're they're going for, but I don't know. Like I said, that's kind of generic. And you have the shark, which I again I like these logos. I'm not hating on. I'm not trying to you know this time declare war on anybody. But like I said, like the Minnesota I actually do like theirs. How it has a river for the mouth, and they just how that is really unique. The North Star. I like to see. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the kind of stuff I like to see. Is I want you to take a risk. Like, what? Who are the Coyotes? Who are the Phoenix slash Arizona Coyotes? Who who are these guys? Well, we have the Hopi Indian tribes all over, or Hopi Native tribes. Excuse me, um, oh. all over, and we got permission to use that kind of style. That's uniquely Southwestern in Arizona. You know, just the whole thing that we are. That that's that's what it is. And I mean, as you guys set it up, I mean, Chase. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the logo is just iconic in itself. But um, you know, back when the Coyotes became a thing, and you know the the jerseys were you know shown and everything like that, like I, I'm pretty sure they are every like every detail is so unique to the Coyotes um, that I don't think that there was anything borrowed from another squad or anything like that. So, you know, even like, uh, you know, the bottom was like kind of like the gradient striping type thing that they had going on. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously like the, the green across the shoulders and, and stuff like that, which I believe goes on both black and white. If memory serves me right but um you know it's just it's phenomenal like that there was nothing we weren't trying to copycat anybody on any portion of it and i just love it and, and to grandy's point it is just like when somebody says the coyotes I, I still even though we haven't had them for a while we have more recently with obviously the black and um so, you know every time i hear these I, I i think back to this look um, I never really loved, you know, the jerseys that we went to afterwards, uh, the stripes. And I think we had ones, they, they made changes. I think they got rid of some stripes, but, uh, you know, that had stripes around the waistband, uh, the Sedona reds and um, stripes on the arms. And it just, I, I, I don't know how, how you went from probably one of the most iconic looks to something like that just never really sat right with me but um i am so happy that we're back to that because you can't see that and not know what it is if you know anything in regards to hockey um or you know we're around to you know see these things before um you know in the flesh so some of the younger generation you know might not know um but chances are that uh, you know most people that you know have anything to do with hockey or watch hockey or anything like that, they will remember these. And, you know, it's, it's just awesome, man. I, I'm so happy. All right. So a little bit of a glitch. Hopefully future me was able to iron this out flawlessly. Probably was. He did the good the last time. Uh, however, we did have the arena bid. I love that. We kind of mentioned the old and bringing back the classic and the nostalgia. And the, I love the, the analogy or the, uh, story chase how are you, you know, younger memories and bring it in that's perfectly to sum up this next point uh we have the coyotes officially put in their arena bid it does include you know obviously the arena and some things around it uh but haynes i think you're itching to break us into that so yeah no sorry I, the floor uh, is yours thank you no i um yeah no i uh i'm you know, the Coyotes, for the people who haven't honestly seen anything on social media, the Coyotes uh, officially proposed a bid of $1.7 billion to privately fund 
and build uh, an arena in Tempe along with a shopping center and the area along with it and make it into a whole kind of sports area, you know, make it like going all out. I mean, you can look at the pictures online. If you look it up, the renderings and drawings of what they have, I mean, just astronomically gorgeous. I mean, they're just, they're, I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, what they want to put in there is breathtaking. I mean, minus the fact that in the renderings, the logo is the Howling Coyote head. Honestly, swap that out the Kachina. But I mean, nevertheless, the drawings and the renderings are beautiful looking. And what I really love the most was ringing into it. I know we had talked a little bit about in our in our group chat. Uh, was I love how committed the Kais are to wanting to get serious about building this arena. And for the first time ever, having the owner that can do it. You know, Morello is a billionaire, and him going out there and first. First off, just staying out there outright, I w- will pay $1.7 billion, privately fund this. I have the people that can help me out with funds. I am all for privately funding this arena so we can get this arena put in place and get this permanent home set for the Coyotes was huge. But not only that, only asking for the city of Tempe to cover the last, what, $200 million of it for other parts of it, and that not even being the actual rank it was for land development was another huge part, point about because. I know that last time the Coyotes, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, last time they had had talks about building an arena, they were looking around 800 million or or so to have the city help chip in. So the fact that they have only asked the city of Tempe for the 200 million, and that's just to clear the land and make sure that it's set with like roads and it's all good to be built over. And then for the Coyotes to go out right and say, "We want this to happen. We want to be in Arizona for the rest of our." For, for the future and to be like, we're going to invest 1.7 billion of our own money into this is such positive news. And not only that, but the fact that they were the only bid is even better news. I mean, Morello, he is serious. He wants his team in Arizona. Gutierrez has talked about it. The Coyotes aren't going anywhere. Their home is in Arizona. Gary Bettman has constantly said this. So seeing them saying outright, we're going to put in this ginormous sum of money into privately financed arena and making sure the taxpayers don't have to worry about money coming out of their pockets to pay for this. That's a huge win in the Coyotes books. That's a huge win for the city of Tempe. It's a huge win for the state of Arizona. And, you know, we don't know if it's going to get approved. We're all crossing our fingers hoping it does. And if it does get approved, we don't know how long it's going to take to get built it for this to get built. But it, it's already moving in the right direction. The fact that the Coyotes have already committed to such a large portion of we are going to do this. We are going to probably fund this and build this so that the city does not feel like they have to do this on their own and they're having to bail us out and provide them out of money. So I'm glad Marillo is really putting his foot down saying, I want this bill. I will pay the money that is needed because I want to keep this team in Arizona for the future. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's incredible. What Morello's doing with this is awesome. And it really does show his commitment. The only, I mean, I don't have too much to add after Haynes here, but one of the things that I kind of enjoy about it is the almost pettiness of, well, fine, you want to kick us out of uh, Westgate? It will go build our own Westgate. I, yeah, I yeah. can't remember if it was one or two parking garages. I thought it was two. I think it's two, yeah. So, I mean... Which is good. It's yeah. It's the need it when Austin Matthews comes to town. So. Just it will be incredible. 
Um, great for Tempe, great for the Coyotes, just great all around. I think the only losers in this deal is going to be Glendale and Westgate, unfortunately. That's what the L and Glendale's for anyway, right? Yeah, they shouldn't have been out the place, though. No, but I think, as Haynes said, and I think Granny would mention it too, my favorite part of this is it's a majority privately funded. I think that's how most sports arenas should go. Honestly, I know obviously it's not always able to do that. I get that some owners just don't have it or don't want to profit, whatever the case may be. Because you can get things like this. One, I mean, if anybody thinks the Coyotes are wanting to move or are going to move, but you see this bid happened and the fact that our owner has a sports book and you're still thinking the Coyotes are going to move, I, you might want to get your glasses checked or get glasses. I wear them too, so it's okay. Um, it's, it's great. And seeing it and just as all of us can attest to, the Coyotes are probably our favorite team ever out of all sports teams. Seeing that with Coyotes logos and Coyotes theater, or whatever they called it on there, the generic little you know title, it's amazing. I'm, I'm just thinking like that really could be real. And that's it just gets me all sorts of excited, honestly. Yeah, same here, man. And um, obviously we've had this saga come up numerous times and um you know always or there's always some sort of wrench that's get gets thrown into it but uh like Kane's alluded to um the biggest portion is you know that it's mostly privately funded uh, so there shouldn't be a crazy uproar or anything like that so that i mean that's the huge hurdle um and this one obviously we'll all be watching and following along as closely as possible but I mean, just from, you know, my point of view, this seems to be the most sound um, of all of this arena saga that we've had over the past, what, almost 12, 13 years? Yeah, something like 13 years, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it, it feels good to, you know, have, you know, something that actually looks like it has all of the makings to actually happen um obviously you know it's going to get reviewed and everything like that and you know some concessions might have to be made on either side but uh, ultimately i'm feeling more and more confident especially after seeing this proposal um that this is actually something that is tangible and is actually going to get done so couldn't be more thrilled man i'm, I'm very excited and it's the coyotes own arena um, so, you know, obviously it's going to be made specifically for hockey. Um, and I, I can't wait to, you know, hopefully in however long it takes, go get a seat and, you know, take in the games and everything like that. I know, you know, I've seen some people that live on the West side of, uh, on Twitter and stuff like that, kind of making remarks and, um, how it's crappy that's, you know, it's, it's, they're trying to move east and you know and abandon the West Valley and um, I just you know I mean I don't really get that argument. Uh, I mean just because we've all been dealing with it forever over here on the east side and you know th those of us that do want to make the drive have made the drive and will make the drive. Um, yep. But um, I mean Tempe is I mean it's not Phoenix so it's not the most centrally located place or anything like that but it's pretty dang close and. Um, you know, with the plethora of freeways that we have here and that continue to be built and everything like that, um, it's 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 not going to be that bad to get from you know the west side into Tempe. 
Um, and so I, I couldn't be more excited. Um, I always thought it was a mistake to move out there. Sorry, Glendale people, but uh, it's, it works for football. There's eight of them a year. Hockey, basketball, I mean, anything like that where you've got multiple dates every single week. It's just, it, it's rough, man, especially considering, you know, the majority of the fan base is over here. So um, I, I know it sucks to hear that and all that good stuff, and it's not going to be right in your backyard anymore. But, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty close to the middle now. So um, I think we can all make that concession and excited to meet up with everybody and go to some games, man. And you're forgetting one very, very crucial part to the stadium opening. I don't know if you remember. We made a pact. I think before Haynes was on the show, might have been that episode. I don't remember. But if it gets announced that for the first day, we're getting Coyotes tattoos. Yes, sir. I'm getting I that. forgotten. I'm excited. We're, not only that, there's going to be a Chirp and Yotes meetup game one. Yep. That's right. That's right. First game. Oh, man, those tickets are going to be expensive. Which, oh, boy. You're being, uh, you're being roped into this. Yep. Welcome. You're going to have a Coyote tattoo now. Congratulations. <laughs> no choice. Girlfriend, I'm sorry. Actually, no actually, don't tell her I'm sorry. Yeah, you joined the podcast. You didn't see that in the, in the disclaimer in the paper packet I sent you. It was actually <laughs> at the very bottom, very I, fine print. <laughs> I don't think I read that thoroughly enough. I might have to go back over that. Uh, well, you're fine, <laughs> though. It doesn't matter. Sorry, buddy. I'll tell your girlfriend um, she'll love it. She gets to pick the location, so hope that's a good concession for her. We'll even let her pick the size. There you go. <laughs> She's gonna go um, tramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, I want to add something in real fast before we get to the next uh, topic real fast. And it was actually something you said, Tyler, about um, how big, how everybody should follow that template of privately funding an arena. And it made me think of an article I read about, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, back when the guys first kind of were about to submit the original proposal for, you know, to get the grant to build on that, uh, on that property over there in Tempe was, um, Seattle actually the Seattle Kraken actually uh privately funded to have their arena built and borrowed I think I don't know if they I didn't read full into it. I don't know if they borrowed some they might have not borrowed any money from the actual city in terms of like having them pay to like you know clear the land lay roads and all that I'm pretty sure they privately funded for everything so I think that's actually perfect to tie back in here because I mean Seattle did it and that's was great for Seattle. I mean, first off, I mean, you're going to build a hockey team, you know, and you want to get people excited and you want the fans to be excited. You know, what better way to excite people than probably funding for your arena, having it the built way you want it to be built and then not having to worry about taxing, you know, the taxpayers of the city to help pay for that set arena. So I'm really excited to see the Coyotes doing that and kind of following Seattle's game plan there and probably funding their arena. But also real fast, I think it's, Gotta be mouthwatering for the city of Tempe. You gotta think that they're looking at this right now and they're they're thinking the guys only want us to pay two hundred million, which yes, two hundred million is a lot of money, but compared to one point seven billion makes two hundred million look very, very small. So they're probably looking at it mouthwatering right now, going, Wow, this team is going to pay one point seven billion dollars to privately fund this arena and all we have to do is pay two hundred million to clear the land and pave and maybe put some roads in. That's got to be a win-win for both sides. You've got to be thinking and looking at this thinking, this is like a perfect match made in heaven for both sides. How could you not say no to this? So hopefully that's kind of what's going on there, and they're both thinking the same. And honestly, hopefully that doesn't backfire me. And honestly, hopefully we're hoping that that means that 
it will go progressively in the right direction and the arena will be approved. And in a couple of years, we will all meet up for opening night at the uh, Tempe Arena. Tattoos. And, uh, and tattoos, yes. And real quick on that $200 million note, because of where the land is, right now it is currently, well, a landfill. So because of where that land is, anything that gets built there would need to pay this $200 million. And more than likely, anybody that wants to build there would be asking Tempe to pay that $200 million. So it's not like it's an outlandish request to ask them to pay this because, like I said, anybody that builds there is going to want it. And if Tempe wants to get that land used, it's probably something that they've already figured they have to pay something towards to do. So, for sure. Especially, I think they might have learned from Glendale's mistake, too. You know, I hate to say it, but hopefully they they saw that and were like, okay, you know, here's what not to do in the next um, case like that. But, looks like we have this emphasis with our marketing, uh, just what uh, President Gutierrez has said, Mariuelo has said, and the very other uh, um, Coyotes talking heads. It looks like they're really trying to tap into, I would say, maybe the younger side, the progressive side of hockey. Not necessarily the traditional people, but the younger crowd, which I think, you know, spoiler alert, I think it's a great idea. Um, well, Hmm. If I may, may, real quick, I mean, for years we've seen this team market to the snowbirds that come Mm -hmm. and spend the the winters there, or the snowbirds that move down that still have loyalties to their old team, and we've about tapped that out. So this is the smart direction to do. Go after their kids that were born here, that were raised here that have no connections to those teams outside of, well, my parents, my dad likes them. so I guess I should cheer for them myself. Um, yep. Get those kids, get that fan base. That's the fan base you can grow. That's the fan base that you can then build the next generation with. Um, because at this point, if you haven't gotten the midwesterners the east coasters that have moved you're not going to get them unless you go on a winning run so just like we've talked about with the movement before of building up from the ground up building the kids hockey to build the um nhl team is exactly right you build the base and everything that these guys have done is build the base Start at the base and build up from there. When just everything they've done. When Bill Armstrong took the team over, he built the front office first before doing the players. It's just build the base. And I like that they're doing that. I like that that's the direction we're taking. And as you probably noticed with my offsides rant, and I can't remember if that was the last part of the pod before, I'm a bit of a progressive thinker when it comes to the game of hockey, too. So, yeah, it benefits me as well. I think, and I, just piggyback on what you said, to the words right out of my mouth, too. Uh, I can name a couple teams that have been really good at securing that market. The Suns with the Valley jersey, 
and just this whole how they have been with the marketing, especially this past uh, postseason. Phoenix Rising? Yeah, Phoenix Rising, especially as the next one. Yeah, they've been fantastic. I mean, they're just awesome. I actually have, uh, I didn't get the jersey. I just missed it. Didn't have the money at the time. But I got their golf shirt. It has the cities on it. That is one of my all-time favorite, all-time favorite jerseys. I mean, it is top five. That's how good it is. I love that idea. That idea just absolutely, you nailed it. I think that was fantastic marketing. Um, I'll bring up my favorite team for European football, but they did a great job with that too. It's turned around. Even with the time that I've liked them, I can tell when they had that shift that it's been success for them. Like a lot of the EPL teams have started to do that. And I think it's being very, very well-received. It's good that we're getting the younger kids in there because that's what kind of matters. A lot of like, all of us pretty much grew up with the Coyotes, really. Um, I was almost three when they moved to the Valley. I'm sure you guys are probably about that age, a couple of years older, a couple of years younger, maybe not around at all, uh, Haynes. But uh, it's just, it's nice to see that they're Shut tapping up. into that. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see that they're tapping into our market and our kid. I guess we should be having kids by now. Well, Chase does have kids and so does Grandy, but um, their market. That's good. I'm, I'm very excited for that. I like it. I like the, uh, how they're tapping in. Uh, Chase, Haynes. You guys got any closing thoughts on that before we get into our Mexican? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's obviously uh, you know, a good thing to do, like a grandy alluded to. Um, you know, where most of the marketing and, and stuff like that was, uh, you know, kind of geared towards the, the snowbirds and winter visitors and everything like that, that, you know, just pretty much uh, have nothing to do with. I mean, they'll, they'll like the coyotes or whatever because it's, you know, a pretty cheap ticket. and you know, can have a good, good fun night and watch some good hockey, especially if their team comes to town. So, um, but, uh, you know, it, it is, you know, I, I, I like this move obviously because you're going to start, um, breeding, you know, coyotes fans that, you know, are born and raised here. Um, even, you know, in their, you know, late teens or, or whatnot and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe that they're not into hockey quite yet. Um, you know, you kind of create the Coyotes as, as their number one team um, and all that good stuff. So um, I think it's good overall. I, I'm still interested to see how exactly the marketing goes about. But, um, you know, I'll be watching it, obviously, and, and uh, you know, excited for it. And that I think it can only, you know, benefit, man. So we need more fans, obviously. We need to grow the game. Um and Arizona's doing pretty well at that in both the women's and, and the children's, uh, you know, hockey and stuff like that. So um, keep tapping into that market and only grow the game. And so it's only going to be better for everybody. So um, I like this. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll play off you a little bit there. And the only thing I really want to add to that is this kind of relates back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, the whole thing about bringing Kachina back in terms of, you know, the Kachina is the first great step in, you know, wanting to invest on the younger progressive, you know, crowds and all that. And I mean, that first step was, you know, bringing Kachina back full time. I mean, what's going to resonate better with new first time hockey fans than this iconic, bold out there logo that's different, that screams Arizona and, you know, connects them with their state and their city. So, I mean, it, you know, that's already the first great step this team's already taken is going back to look that ties back to the state as a whole. So, I mean, 
they've they've done a great job already in doing that. And I mean, y'all have touched on so many other great points. So I mean, I, I really don't have anything else to add there besides you know the whole Kachina bring Kachina back. But I mean, I I agree with y'all. I think what y'all hit on was really good. And you know, besides besides that, I'd say the only thing really yeah with Tad there was just you know that first great step was bringing back a logo that you know is going to resonate with fans and you know make them feel more drawn and connected to Arizona and you know so good job on the Coyotes so far and you know hopefully they'll they'll keep it up and you know move in that right direction honestly as the, the more time goes on the younger fans are getting new generations of fans so you know you got to find a way to connect with them and you know social media is one big way and so props to the Coyotes for how they're going about so far and they also owe us for not your father's original six. That was just really bad. I don't know the marketing team on that one. Not good. But I did like uh, Howl Yeah a lot. Howl Yeah was good. Scratching and Clawing was good. Hockey uh, the Hardboy was okay. It wasn't, wasn't too bad. Anyway, so to kind of start wrapping this up, we, I should say Grandy, really, uh, had this idea of kind of bringing forth uh, to the center of attention, a potential draft prospect the next couple of years draft, as particularly next year's. Each week to kind of get you guys excited for hopefully potential Coyote. So, Grandy, if you uh, want the floor for again tonight. Yeah, so the first name that gets brought up is the name you've probably heard the most already. Shane Wright, the projected first overall pick. Now this requires us winning the lottery. But if you want to see why this kid is so hyped, just take a look at just take a look at some of his highlights or go read a little bit about him, and you'll come away just ruling at the idea of him on your team. He reminds me a lot of Nathan McKinnon. I want to give him that ceiling, but at the same time, if he hit it to its absolute top of it feeling. Now, that's a rare thing, and it may not be totally achievable. It's very rare prospects hit their full ceiling, their full potential. But that possibility is there where we're talking about a top five, top ten player in the NHL. He is incredibly hockey intelligent. He has great shooting ability. Despite being very fast, he also is just built like a tank and very strong. He's um, thrown a few back shoulders at guys going to hit him and had them pay the worst price of it. Most notably, Simon Evdenson, the big six foot five defenseman from this last year's draft. He completely turned the hits around, and Evdenson was a one line on his back after them. Just everything about him screams hype. Great transition game. Great in the zone. Just an incredible player. Um, Easily better than anybody in, well, any of the drafts, probably since Matthews. So, he's just, he's special. It's it's really hard to talk about or talk more about how because 
I don't want to get too excited for him because after all, we do have to win the lottery for him. But I just, I highly recommend going and reading a little bit about him, going and watching a few highlights if you want to see why the Coyotes are taking the path they are. Uh, you have boys have any questions about him or anything you want to add? I just hope we win the lottery. I want to have that hype player that everybody yeah. wants. And I'm like, yeah, he's in a Kachina sweater. <laughs> yeah, real quick, when I talk about him turning the, his back and getting Simon Evanson on his back from the checks, keep in mind he's a full year younger than Simon Evanson, too. He's just... He is an incredible hockey player. That's awesome. But yeah, that's I want this about- next draft now. By the way, I want this. I want it to be just we can skip a year and just see who we get in this draft because the anticipation is murder. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Just wait. The next guy I talk about next week will have you guys drooling, especially with the way he uh, matches up with a certain Dylan Gunther. Dylan Gunther. I've heard that name before. Hmm. So next week we'll have you guys just as excited, even if we don't win the lottery. Well, look forward to that. Uh, also tomorrow, Haynes, our main man. Oh, Chase is the main man. Haynes has his well, not- Owlers and Growlers, uh, YouTube. Right, that's where it's on. Yeah. Podcast on YouTube. All right, what time? Tomorrow, as of recording. Oh, uh, right. Yes. Uh, so Wednesday, tomorrow, the twenty second of September. Yes. So we will be recording tomorrow through Zoom on at 9 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. We will be recording on Zoom. It will hopefully drop on Thursday morning on YouTube on the Howlers and Growlers YouTube channel. The first episode should drop. So honestly, I would keep y'all's eye, uh, eyes out around uh, Thursday morning. Honestly, I will tweet something from my personal Twitter account whenever it does release. But uh, yes, tomorrow, 9 o'clock, we are filming episode number one and i am excited and we are going to be talking a little some of a little bit of what we talked tonight a lot of different things that we haven't talked about yet before on the podcast together so i'm excited and i'm hoping everybody enjoys it and looks forward to watching that first episode on thursday y'all will get to see me in the flesh talking in person you won't just hear my voice you will also get to see me as well so i have to dress up a little bit nice for this i won't be able to just chill in a comfy t-shirt and shorts like I do during the podcast. I have to get dressed up very fancy and throw, you know, a polo on or something. So y'all get a nice taste of me and a polo. Wait, you don't dress up for the podcast? I'm, I'm sorry. I wear a tux I every episode. I put on a tux I, I every episode. Dude, you I didn't really didn't read the rule book very well. Three of us been wearing tuxes the entire time. And you're just now telling me that you wear, oh my gosh, you didn't read the book at all. First the tattoos. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I'm already have placed an order for the Fanatics Kachina polo, the same one that Chikrin wore at the media day. So I've already gone ahead and at least ordered a Coyotes polo, a Kachina one. So hopefully I'll have that for next week's. If not, I will at least have it for some time. At some point we'll have it. This I, I have to so I'll wear it if you want me to next time. I have a full suit in my in my closet. <laughs> what you have to understand is we we dress up. <laughs> we expect some professionalism. Yes. Yeah, we just won't have the we just won't have the uh, cameras on because nobody wants to see our <laughs> ugly mugs. <laughs> well, I, I, want someone to, I want someone to jack my suit. 
Uh, this is Italian leather <laughs> all the way through. I just was kind of nervous about someone being like, oh, I know his address. Oh, my God. Mine is professionally tailored. Like, it, it fits oh, like okay. a dream. Professionalism. Well, I'm sorry, gentlemen. How many <laughs> games did y'all go to last year and have to wear a suit, too, and sit there in the stands Why everybody just stared at you and just thought you were a fan chilling in the suit all game? How many times did y'all do that last year? 82 32? times. 82? Eight. You went to yeah. all the away games, too? <laughs> yeah. Even I the did. ones where they didn't allow fans in, you just got in there somehow? Yeah, I was under the ice the entire time. <laughs> on the ice. You were mm-hmm. Tyson? Were you were you the guy standing behind Tyson Nash on the bench? Exactly. <laughs> it was me. I was wondering if that was you. I had a pass it. Well, I think his jokes are so bad. They're just like mine. Terrible. <laughs> oh, so you were the guy writing them. That makes sense. I am. Now. That was yeah. exactly it. I get a writer's credit. That's what the T Y and Tyson stands for. Tyler. Son. Yep. Hey, <laughs> wait, wait till we have his son in Arizona. Wait till we somehow get Tyson Nash's son. Imagine. Well, he said we gave his son right? Arizona. I was like, huh? Specifically, just a son only in Arizona? <laughs> Chase has like two of those. Yeah, three. I'm excited for your episode of this uh, Howlers and Growlers scene. So I'll, I'll definitely be uh, you know watching out for that. Hopefully, it'll drop Thursday morning. So I'll jump all over that before uh, lunchtime, hopefully. After the Thank day after you. listening to our podcast. I also get podcast. to drink some beer, yeah. Y'all get to listen to this podcast everybody tomorrow, and then Thursday you can watch me drink a beer and talk hockey, uh, Coyotes hockey. So, you know, pretty good week, I'd say. Talking you don't hockey drink a beer podcast and, and talk hockey beer here? And talking hockey again. I mean, See, what, I, I could. I'm, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. I'm, I Like you guys said, I got to be professional. I, yeah. I, I can't drink on the job. Come on, boys. You know that. This is wine. It's fancy. told us about this, I sat here thinking, oh, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? That sounds so much more fun. Yeah. Hey, we can we can drink beers. If you no, ever, can't. If you guys ever need guests, okay. yeah, keep me in mind. Hey, and yeah, if I ever, if, I'll definitely. I mean, I'll definitely talk to my co- our other co-host on our show. I'll talk to him and see what he says. But I, yeah, we we probably be down, definitely down to have some uh have some guests. I would definitely love to have the rest of the boys from the Chirping Yotes podcast as guests on Howlers and Growlers. I'll definitely talk and see if we can get that worked out. Just please do a better job of keeping Tyler under control than we do here. Don't worry. We will. Anytime he brings up any sort of fans from any sort of province, region, continent, <laughs> country, whatever, we'll just go ahead and we'll have the we'll just we'll go ahead and it, get our sound guy. Just go ahead and mute his mic while he talks. Don't let him bring up. Good thing I bring two mics. Five or mute both. Fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, don't the worry. Free Anyways, my question of the week, boys. Are you ready for my question of the week? Yes, yes. sir. Look, I didn't give it to the free trial. See, look, Grandy, I'm, it's called character development. Character <laughs> development. <laughs> Either this time. So we're going to be completely caught off guard by this question of the week. Yes, we are. You know why? Because just like last week's. But there's a twist. So, as you all may have probably heard of the show, Ted Lasso, it killed it at the Emmys the other night. Uh, last week, as if I called it, I did a Ted Lasso. Say, hey, what coach would you bring in? to coach our beloved Coyotes that didn't be a hockey coach. Of course, it's a Thomas Tuchel, like the generic person that I am. Everyone should have guessed that one. But I thought, okay, let's bring an athlete to captain the Coyotes. Can be from any sport. And I'll even say any era. You can resurrect Larry Bird if he has passed away. I'm not sure if he has or not. If he wanted to in his prime. I only got one choice. Go on. Having now watched the show. Ah. Boy, Kent. 
all the way caught up despite just starting it Saturday. So if you haven't watched the show, I do highly recommend yes, it. Yes, so good. And actually, the second season touches a lot on the mental health stuff too, just like we were talking about this episode. So I really appreciated a lot of what they did in the second season. But moving on. Roy Kent. Yes, it is. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that's Lisa's favorite too. Yeah, she has his jersey actually. He's coming in the mail, I think, Thursday. I would do the chance, but Tyler is very protective of our clean clean ratings. So (laughs) (laughs) you can do it. Well, I'll allow it. I'll put it in the budget. Let me let the uh, secretaries know that we're going to be getting a letter from angry fans. Roy Kent is a phenomenal character, man. He he is. is. Whoa. The Roy Kent effect. The Roy yeah. Kent effect on the Coyotes. So I, it, I, I would, it, I would pay to I'm watch. Sorry, that. he's a hockey player. He is a yeah. hockey player at heart. Pretty much, I agree. That was a good choice. I, I mean, I opened myself. He technically, and he also played for Chelsea, which I get to shield Chelsea for the third week in a row, baby. Let's make it four next week. I'm gonna try it. I want to shoehorn him in every week. Oh, he's fictional, but it doesn't matter to me. That's fine. I'll count it. No, that's a, that was a good choice. I, I will count that. That is a great choice. Honestly, I, I would love to see that. If it was him and oh my god, him and Biz though, make Biz play again. Oh my god, forget about it. That's a show. That's a show right there. All right, uh, Heaven or well, I see your freaking name, Haynes. What you got? Oh man, I, I was hoping I was gonna go last here. I, I that's why I changed I'm, it up, baby. I think I'll. <laughs> I think y'all stumped me. I think for the first time ever, Tyler. I think you stumped me with the question. I did I it. Can't... I did it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think if I well, can here... think of anybody. I I don't. I'll I'm give, terrible I'll about watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone, please go. Let me think of someone. I'll give yeah, you no. a little bit of time by. Uh, if I had to pick a player that's real, which Roy Kent's my official pick, I'm not changing that. No, but let's please just don't. If that's I a have good pick. To pick a player that's real. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how good he'd look on. Actually, we do know how well bad he looks on skates. But again, I'm just going for the leadership effect. Of course, mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. I was going to say that every I... week, Grandy. Every week, I'm going before you for the next three weeks. See, stop taking my picks. <laughs> I'm going before you. You get to go last. You, no longer is it Haynes. You're you're getting bumped down the line because every week you say what well, I'm going to say for Roy Kent. That was a good one. I knew you were going to call that when you said that, but I, I that's a good one. Tired of it. So you've been pushed to fourth. Dang it. Now I have to come with something else. Now I need to scramble. So Chase, you're going to go. You're going to give us your pick, and then we're going to go with Haynes so I have all the time in the world. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Steve Nash. Um, right. That was my when... second one. <laughs> 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 yes. Come hey, on. I will cash up you fifty bucks. If you, <laughs> you get my third pick. Uh, so think one. Pick a Chelsea player. But uh, yeah, Steve right. Nash when the Suns actually drafted him. I know one of his photo shoots and everything like that was in the Suns jersey. Um, and then the basketball was down on the ground and he had a hockey stick in his hand. He's obviously from Canada, so. You know, obviously, hockey is uh, in his blood up there so, and stuff like that. So, um, I, and the way he, you know, facilitated the game of basketball. Um, he's a little on the smaller side, obviously, but, uh, you know, you, you can never have uh, enough playmakers, right? So, I, I think that would be definitely my pick. 
and he's got connection to my hometown team, so makes it all the better, just like your Larry Legend choice if you had to pick someone real, Grandy. <laughs> it was actually my Larry Legend choice, to be honest. He, also, he got two picks. See, I let him have one. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, take two picks, and he steals from me. I only Like a child it. in a candy store. I only did it to buy Haynes time. You could have said, no, no, no. We'll just let Chase go next, then. I'm <laughs> polite. I'm the most polite guy there is. What do you want me to say? Sure, I declared war on half of the country, but I'm still polite about it. No, you weren't. Haynes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready? Yes. Or do you want me to... I, I, no, I have thought of someone. If you stole this and one, I, am... I swear, I'm going to smack, smash this I MacBook hope I in did. half. I, I will do I, it. I really, if you thought of the same person as me, I would be Very baffled good. if you did. I'm going to <laughs> probably receive a lot of hate from people on social media for my choice. I will start off by saying I will defend this guy being a fan of the team, doesn't play for anymore. I will defend this guy for as long oh, no. as he plays in the NFL until he retires as being one of the greatest mobile quarterbacks and one of the greatest yep. going quarterbacks until Called he it. had shoulder surgeries numerous times. I'm a huge Carolina Panthers fan, so I would choose Cam Newton. I will defend Cam Newton until the day I die. Think Cam Newton's going to go on the Hall of Fame, despite what anybody says. Despite what anybody says. Despite what anybody says, he is one of the greatest mobile quarterbacks. Before he had multiple shoulder surgeries, he could sling the ball like nobody else. And he got done dirty by the Patriots. They brought him in to get all these guys in and then cut him. And I'm happy that the Patriots are struggling they are now because Cam got done dirty. But Cam Newton would be my choice. I love Cam Newton. He was a great leader in, Car- in Carolina. He had a great voice. He loved to play the game. He would, got, had fun while doing it. I know everybody hated him for having fun while playing. Gosh forbid you have fun while playing sports is what I've told my friends when they tell me they don't like him for celebrating too much. I, he has fun when he's doing it. That would be a guy I'd want. He could be a leader when he needs to be. He knows how to get into his face when he needs to, but he also likes to have fun while he plays. And that's like the overall thing that when you're playing sports is to have fun still at the end of the day. I will say this. I agree with you that he's one of the best of all time. Mobile quarterbacks. Kyler's better. Yep. Who? Kyler. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, 100%. I know we're all homers here, but yeah, no, really, he is. Then. Kyler. Kyler Murray. Oh, oh, no, Murray, not me. Though. Not me. No, no, no. Trust I me. I, I, no, no, no. I'm like, no, Kyler no. is playing quarterback in the NFL? No, only on the weekends. Kyler is going to – Kyler and Jalen Hurts and Lamar are the next generation of black QBs who can run and throw who are going to be the guys who took from Cam Newton and they're going to only make themselves better and they're going to be the next mold that guys are going to follow. And so – I definitely think Kyler is going to end up passing Cam in terms of an all-time great and all that, and I definitely agree with you on that one. I think Cam has definitely set the bar, which he learned from Vic, and I think all the guys that are below him right now with Kyler and Lamar and all them are going to build on that, get better than that, and they're going to set the bar for the next gap of guy or the next generation of black mobile QB. So I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I was Cam- just saying, Kyler Murray and I are the same height. Never seen us the same room. You never know. Cam was special. You never know. Cam was special. How many quarterbacks do you know that would lower their shoulder and take the hit to get that extra yard? How many he quarterbacks was... did you know that could truck defensemen? You know me. You know me. Videos where I have Cam Newton absolutely laying out defensive linemen blocking on runs. 
I mean, 6'5", quarterback, around 200-some pounds. I mean, I would just run off the field. I wouldn't even let Cam Newton come run at me and block. I, I would just I just drop on the ground and play dead. i just let him win. I wouldn't even try to block him. Yeah, I got to make that business decision. <laughs> I got to think about my life. Is what, yeah. is what I got to think about. I got to think about it. Do I want to be in the hospital after I get <laughs> run over? Or do I want to just be the guy who just gets – you know, crapped on for the rest of my life for the guy who just like <laughs> cowered in front of Cam Newton. Yeah, I'd rather live the guy who cowered in front of Cam Newton instead of maybe being dead in the hospital. I'll take cowering yeah. over being dead any day of the week. Put me in the history yeah. book, baby. Put me in the history book. The man who tried. Kyler Murray, though, sprung up in lots of sports books as a favorite to win MVP this year. So, um, so. you'd like to get in on that before the season when the odds were much, much higher. And- make some serious money, but he's still plus 600. So still a decent payday if you, if you want to end up taking him. So if it's legal in your state and or province. Yeah. Or just move to a state that's legal. And I mean, what are you guys doing out there? Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm not going to go there. Well, that last, I, yeah. pick. I still have to make my, uh, my pick. Oh, we bought you enough time. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm still thinking. I just needed, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, of course, I, I've, I've had my pick set since he said his, actually. I was going to go first, but I was like, no, he's a guest. No, he's not a guest anymore. Never mind. I should have just went in front of him. I should have Cam Newtoned him. But my pick is, unsurprisingly, J.J. Watt. Yeah. So you guys can say, you know, Christian Pulisic or Frank Lampard, some Chelsea player. But no, I think J.J. Uh, Watt, he, well, I guess he is a Chelsea fan. So I guess in a way, I still chose a Chelsea thing. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, I just his leadership. He's a big boy. I feel like he would uh be really cool to have in uh. No, that we cut out. No, okay, we're good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can skate. So yeah, and it's I he'd be fun. I think he'd be a blast in the locker room. You blast to watch on the ice. I, it's a good pick. I don't. I probably a defenseman. Yeah, I mean he plays that now, so I'd probably stick him in there. So oh. and he uh he definitely embraced definitely. Arizona fan because he I've seen him tweet out he was a huge Cole Caulfield fan so oh yeah I remember seeing those tweets now that you mentioned that Grandy when uh, yeah me Mon- too yeah I forgot about that that's right so uh yeah he's definitely a hockey fan so he at least knows the sport it's a good yeah. pick yeah, it was it was hard between him or Fitzgerald legitimately and then Steve now I'm like oh Steve that should be cool and he said like damn he said it can't believe that. That's funny. And I thought Haynes would have said something, like just jokingly have said, a Chelsea player. I will say, the thing that stopped me, the thing that stopped me from Steve Nash was the fact that he was more soccer than hockey. Yep. Of course, I went Roy Kent, so. That's a good <laughs> pick, though. I know he's fictional, but honestly, I would pay to see him interact with I would Obviously, in character, but. Uh, I'll, I'll be even... honest with you, Tyler. I don't, I don't know any Chelsea players, so you don't have to worry about that. I don't, I don't watch soccer. Not even Christian Pulisic? I, I would know him because he played for the U.S. national team, but I didn't know he, he played for, for Chelsea. Yep. I know, like, the big-name stars. Like, I know, like, Ronaldo, Messi, you know, Neymar. I, like, I know you're big-name guys. Like, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, I know, I know the big guys. And, like, Christian Pulisic. But, like, if you, like, named off anybody else in Chelsea, I, I, 9 out of 10 could promise you I probably don't know who that is. Frank Lampard? Nope. I'll try one more. Uh, 
Go you know, with. Huh. I'm pr- pretty sure I had talked about in our group chat how this needed to stop becoming a Chelsea pod, yet here we are. Yeah. Trying to Chelsea pod <laughs> I'm sorry, harder. Grandy. I'm sorry, Grandy. I just I had to defend my point when he said he thought I was going to name a Chelsea player. I don't, I don't know soccer. I'm sorry to all the soccer fans. I don't know soccer well enough. I don't. Tyler, could drop. I know, I know what? only Ted Lasso, and that's it. Ted Lasso's <laughs> not even a player. He's <laughs> the coach. Okay, I also know uh, Roy Kent, Sam, Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart, yeah. Do 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 do. Do do do, Jamie. Tart. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for Friday's episode, man. Uh, I'm since I caught up. Is that, is that the season? Is that the season? Okay, here I'm starting to turn it into a Ted Lasso pod, so we should probably move on. You, you said know, no soccer, yet but yet you chose uh, Roy Kent, so you know you kind of opened the gates there for Chelsea to come in. So, anyways, oh, I think that's our show. I have not watched the show. I will watch it. I gotta just get. I gotta oh. get Apple. I don't have Apple TV. Don't get on me. I don't have Apple TV. I'll give you a pass if you want. Yeah, yeah, if someone wants to like help a boy out, I would definitely watch it because it looks so intriguing. I want to watch it so badly, but I don't have Apple TV. I let me put you this way: I started it Saturday. I watched three episodes. Chase jumped online. Me and him went to game. We probably played about four rounds, and then yeah. I'm scared, like. I can't get this show out of my head. Chase, I got to go, man. <laughs> the rest of the sh- rest of season one that day. Good. Well, so good. If anybody it's, wants it's to help good. a boy out, I, will, I definitely want to watch it. I don't have Apple TV, though. So if anybody would be willing to help me out, I will definitely watch it because I've been dying to see it. Because I don't really ever watch TV shows like series, and I want to try to get into try to watching something. And Ted Lasso looks really entertaining to me, I, but I do not have Apple TV, so I have not been able to see the show. So I'm sorry to the Ted Lasso fans. I want to be on your level with y'all, but I have not seen the show yet. It's like, I recommend this. I recommend watching this with your girlfriend because I think this is something she'd get a kick out of. So she's yeah. already seen it. She's, oh, wow. she's already through season one. Yeah. So um, nope. I'm nope. I'm behind. Huh? Starting line. I'm back over here at the starting line. I'm excited for you to watch the first episode, though, because when they introduce Ted Lasso, it's freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> well, and, believe and believe. Until <laughs> until I find a way to get Apple TV or someone gives me Apple TV, uh, I will not be watching it. But hopefully uh, something comes along or something comes up and I get a chance to watch it. And when I do, I will uh, I will share in the jokes with you. Until then, I do not get the jokes. Well, how yeah. about it, Jessica Rabbit? One of us uh, in this pod will definitely get you some credentials so that you can watch it. Everybody needs hey, to see it. I appreciate it. I would love to watch yeah. it. Uh, Only for a guest spot on Howlers and Growlers, though. We are on Apple Podcasts, and we don't want to get stricken down. But we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way after the pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. I will yeah, you can it. just come over and watch it. Yeah. yeah. Watch party. Come over. Yeah, I mean, well, you can come over. Now. It's 1236 uh, tonight. Let me just hop on a plane. Yeah. Yep. Red, yeah, red eye plane. I'm the closest, so I would recommend up here. There you oh, go. Come to you, go to Grandy's house. I'll just go ahead and call work real fast. I'm not coming in. I'm sick. Sorry if we work hears this. I'm just kidding. No, they gotta... tell them you tell them you're doing it for Ted Lasso. They'll understand. Uh, my boss listens to this. <laughs> my boss listens to this podcast. 
Hello, I, boss. You'll be there tomorrow morning. Did, no worries. Shane, you did not hear this, Shane. I am coming to work tomorrow. <laughs> technically, technically, considering he'll be listening to this after you already showed up for that shift, I mean... He could quit tomorrow. Hey, you don't know. I, I am a good employee. I'm going to work tomorrow. I will go to plane after. Yes. Plane after. I mean, you could quit. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, hey, 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 cool. Shane, cool, you better watch this guy. Cool. Hey, is it time for the outro? <laughs> oh, it is. Would you look at that? He wants to quit this job, too. Anyways, <laughs> hope you guys. <laughs> uh, he's got, he's got the. Uh, Bruising hockey now. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us anymore. He's got howlers and growlers and bruising hockey. Had lasso at Grandy's house. He doesn't need the tripping notice anymore. He's growing uh, past this. I, w- I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for you guys giving me a shot and for all the websites giving me a shot to write about the sport. So actually, <laughs> I really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the South Carolina Stingrays or the ECHL giving me a chance to, to write about hockey in the first place. So it really is thanks to them that I'm able to do this. And it's thanks to y'all that I'm able to get on a podcast and talk this and be able to like reach people all around the world and talk knowledge like this. So I I appreciate y'all. None of this, none of Howard's and Grounds would have ever happened if it wasn't for the Stingrays and it wasn't for y'all. So appreciate it. Of course. You're very yeah. welcome. Oh, no. Quick aside, we keep going up in the polls in Australia. So whoever it is out there listening in Australia, thank you very much because every day, we never leave the ranking. Like we keep going lower and lower, like, you know, the good way. I don't know who oh, it is, but they're spreading the word because it's getting more popular. And it's, it's crazy. So I just want to say quick aside. Thank you, Australia. We have never left your ranking in like a month. So I appreciate that. But anyways, looks like we already wrapped this thing up. We will see you next week. Uh, probably the same day. I think we'll have another prospect to show off. Some more news to share. Boys. You ready to end this thing? Yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to get rate us five stars and leave a comment. Leave a rating. Uh, uh, then until next time, have a good one. And enjoy the start of training camp, which I believe is tomorrow. So thank you all. Have a yeah, as always, thanks to all you guys out there. We appreciate you very much. Um, we love doing this and talking hockey, you know, hopefully once the season gets into the swing, it's going to be more frequent even. Um, but definitely at least once a week, we love doing this and, uh, it's definitely a highlight of my week getting to chat hockey with the boys and just kind of shoot the crap and all that good stuff. So, um, but, uh, I just wanted to circle back around and, uh, kind of back onto the mental health thing, please. If you need help. There are resources. Reach out to any of us, like we said, and um, all that good stuff. Um, you definitely are not alone, um, and all that. So, no. If I can, good. Oh, I was going to say, if I'll, I'll just at the end of this, I'll leave that number one one last time. Yeah, go ahead, Grandy. Again with y'all boys again next week and uh, talking hockey. But everybody out there, y'all have a good one, and we will. Be out back soon for another uh, another episode of the Chirping Yotes. And from all of us to the Chirping Yotes, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week.